The Rangers defeat the Twins in the series finale 2-1. to one. They beat the Twins in this series three games in a row. And now the Twins will head to Houston. A lot to break down in today's Lockdown Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Monday, August 22nd. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nat Walker here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, the NFL is coming. Maybe good news for Twins fans. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online is where the game starts. Jacob, he's got a unsure face he's putting on the comments here. And yeah, that was a tough loss. Brandon Twins lose three out of four to the Rangers. They lost three straight to a team that uh, now is 10 games below 500, but you just, you can't lose these games. And it just, it feels like such a baseball thing that the Twins' current inadequacies are coming to roost right after they fix their previous inadequacies. The team was, and I wrote this today at Access Twins, fourth in weighted runs created plus up to the deadline. So what do they do at the deadline? They address their pitching needs. Their pitching has been very, very good since the deadline, and the offense has gone completely in the tubes. Then you look at the offense, and there's a flaw with each and every player in this lineup right now that it feels like is being exploited at just the wrong time. You end up going to face some teams so-so lefty reliever late in the game. Well, it just so happens that's when you got Jake Cave, Nick Gordon, and Luis Arise coming up. You have runners in scoring position, and that just happens to be where Carlos Correa hasn't performed this season. You have Byron Buxton in a big spot, and his all-or-nothing is so much nothing when it's a big spot. You have Jose Miranda, who has been phenomenal as a rookie, having growing pains at just the wrong spot. You have Max Kepler who can't hit his way out of a wet paper bag at just mm-hmm. the wrong spot. This can't continue. It can't continue. Anthony says the season is over. The offense is dead. Just bury them in their well-earned grave. You know, I'm a pretty optimistic Twins fan. You know, daily podcast. I got to stay optimistic. I got to stay yeah. pretty pretty flat, you know, when I when I can. But I will be honest with you, Brandon, more than any time this season, tonight, you just had this feeling Buxton leaves early with an injury. I just had a really that, – that game felt awful. Like that felt like the beginning of the end or maybe just the end for the Twins because I also know that they're going to Houston for three to play Verlander and Framber Valdez and, and Luis Garcia. Yeah, and even if they – I think they get the Yankees coming up too, and even if the Yankees yeah. are on a death spiral – doesn't really They'll matter. Right. They'll get right. You face, the <laughs> you face the you face the pinstripes, and all of a sudden they're back in black. So uh, or back in blue as it is. Um, I just don't have anything good to say about this offense right now. The pitching staff. Oh my gosh, though, like they deserve a round of applause. They deserve a parade. They have been phenomenal. We need to give Sonny Gray his roses or give him his, uh, I don't even know what the phrase is. You need to give him his credit where it's due. 
And every Twins pitcher has just looked great. I mean, in general, generally speaking, there's been blowups, no question about it. And um, yeah, I mean, you look at that upcoming schedule and you know that Cole Sands is probably going to start one of those games against Justin Verlander. And I don't remember that much of a, of a gorge of a Canyon that the twins have had to close in uh, in a recent start. And then you think about their offense and they're already punchless. I mean, is it possible to get negative hits against Justin Verlander? Because that's where this <laughs> offense looks like it is right now. And it, it's not me saying I know how to fix it. It's not me saying I even know that there's a way to fix it in the sense of the, what David Popkins can do or these hitters individually. But I'll, from my eyes, and I know what fans are seeing, and I understand the frustration, and it's just it's a it's a bubbling cauldron, and it it just can't it just can't keep going on. I, I wrote about it again today at Access Twins that the the disconnect between the offense and the pitching staff is going to sink a season that somehow got to this point in the first place with a patchwork rotation, a decent offense, and a let's be honest, a pretty bad bullpen for the first four months of the season. So they had this 10-game stretch with the Angels, the Royals, and the Rangers with seven of those 10 being at home. They went, what was it, Brandon? Five and five. Five and five. <laughs> five and five. Oh, and yeah, so I wrote about that today too. Is So if you go from June 1st to August 2nd, the Twins were 24 and 28. Not exciting, right? Yeah. So they make moves to fix their biggest issues. And you're thinking, okay, we got a decent offense. The pitching staff got reinforcements. You know what they are since the deadline now? Eight and nine. Mm. Winning percentage-wise, eight and nine. I don't know what that is, but it's not that far off from what 24 and 28 is. So they made big changes. They did everything right process-wise, and this offense has completely fallen asleep. And again, I don't think blame falls specifically on one player, one coach, whatever. But when you watch this, you just you cannot help but be disheartened. Max Kepler needs to hit ninth or not at all. Because he yeah. came up in so many spots tonight and in the last few games. And he hits those weak rollers to second, reminiscent of Joe Maurer when he was slumping. And they're just coming at the worst possible time. It's like sequencing gone mad. I feel like a broken record here. It's it's also frustrating. Like they they got it, I'm not asking for Tim Beckham and Jake Cave to like hit, you know. 300 with with home runs every other night but like to get something out of their depth their triple a depth would be really helpful and those guys mm -hmm. those guys have done nothing i mean cave made a nice play at the end but like dribbled the ball the second as you said and it's it's frustrating and reese says yeah poor buck out playing on a peg leg please don't make it <laughs> for nothing yeah i don't know about a I peg leg but yeah it's not far off Last year, Brandon, and you remember clearly in May, it was like late April, early May, and Buxton was incredible. He had like the best month in Twins history. I remember at that time, I said to my mom and dad, I'll never forget, I said, if Buxton, they're a Buxton injury away from the season being over, like they're going to be done. And then he he tore his, his hip and he was done. I, we don't know what this is, but I think that's the same hip as last year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was his right hip, but I, I felt that way at that time. And I just don't know if they can do it without his upside in the lineup. And I know he hasn't really put it together with runners in scoring position, but it's just hard to hard to imagine them like completely flipping this thing around, looking at the schedule. If they don't have Buxton for however long, it's just hard for me to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree. And for Buxton's warts, I mean, nobody's going to get excited about a 306 on base. And that 526 is heavily loaded towards home runs, which... 
I mean, if you hit 30 home runs, that's still only like 2% of your at-bats over a full season, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. So I, I, maybe maybe my math is dumb. I don't know. Either way, though, it's like it or 5%, whatever it is. It's it's still hard to have that many empty plate appearances, you know, swinging at one, two sliders that are non-competitive pitches and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's, it's impossible to to overstate how good that start to Buxton season was last year. He homered off, if I'm not mistaken, Corbin Burns, and it was like the first home run Burns gave up, or it was like the only home run he gave up for like a month to start the season. So he he deserves all the credit in the world for playing through stuff. If he had two healthy wheels, I don't know how much different his numbers would look, but they'd be better. There's no question yeah. about it. They'd be better. His swings would be better. His swings would be healthier. His, his mechanics of his swing would be better. He'd be staying on outside pitches longer. But at the end of the day, he's only one man. He's doing the best he can with one and a half wheels. And there's just too many guys not doing their part. Again, Carlos Correa, I think, is having a fine, respectable season. But there's just, there's, he has not had, I think, even one moment that's a signature moment that is going to be something that you and I will look back on if he walks at the end of the season and say, How am I going to remember Carlos Correa's tenure in Minnesota with a whimper? in September, August and September, or is he going to go off and have like a 1200 OPS the rest of the way, lead this team to the playoffs and join folklore with guys like Jack Morris and, and that sort of thing. Cause we're in, we're, there's no in between at this point. He's going yeah. to, especially if Buxton is hurt for any amount of time, he is going to have to be the guy that he was signed to be because he has not been to this point. Yeah. It's yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. It's um, It's been frustrating to watch play out. It's kind of been a slow burn. It's like falling asleep. It's like really slow and then all at once. <laughs> all Isn't that how like- you die from hypothermia? <laughs> you just fall asleep? Like I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's yeah. a 30 Rock thing. They say you just get comfortable and fall asleep. And Yes, you, know, yes, like- you just fade. You just fade yep. away. But the thing, they're two games out of first. I mean, I know. And I, it's, it's, yeah, the feeling is that they're 10 games back because if they, you know, they feel like they have been for a long time, but they're yep. two games out of first and they have eight games left with Cleveland, nine left with the Chicago. Uh, it just feels like the trend, like the way that things are heading, it's hard to have confidence in them in any, I mean, the pitching staff, yes, but like the offense is so sleepy and now without Buxton for, I don't want to say without Buxton, but if, if they're without Buxton, it's just, it's hard to have, have any faith in them. Though, to be fair, if you watch the Chicago White Sox game today, you don't have any faith in that team either. <laughs> so, um, you yeah, know, on the lighter side, there's just there's really not much reason to believe in any of these. England is just kind of the why not us team in the division. And neither of the other two teams who are supposed to be, I don't know if you'd call them the Titans. It'd be like the um, the big brothers in an otherwise uninspiring family. And the little brother is is shining or showing them up. That's what's happening right now. And Cleveland right now deserves all the the credit to yep. be being in first place at this point, despite not have, having having a definitely flawed and young team. Good for them. Give them yep. credit because they deserve it. Yeah, it's been on a platter for the Twins all year, and um, it's still on the platter. So yeah. it's still there, which is I think frustrating for fans because they just want to be done. You know, in some ways, it's like okay, I don't want to keep getting my hopes up and like keep reminding myself that they're still in this thing. <laughs> it's really hard to to stay in it at that point. Um, let's let's talk about this Astro series before we go. And Dan kind of leads us off here. It's tough to look past this week in a deep slumping lineup against the Astros pitching yeah. staff. This might be the worst time 
to go into Houston and play this Astros team. And you know what makes me feel better, Brandon, is they performed very well against Justin Berlander. <laughs> yeah. And in their past, man, they have a great history against them. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did I make a face that you're laughing at? I'm trying to figure out what it is. But um, what about the Carlos Correa revenge game? You know, maybe that. maybe he wins a 3-2, 2-1 game with a home run. And, you know, they take two or three. And also, two. The Twins in this series, let's see, uh, three one-run games, and they give up two of them. This Texas team has been dreadful in one-run games. So that's just another notch on the 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 belt of people saying this Twins team just doesn't have it because Texas has just been brutal, brutal in one-run games, and the Twins just rolled over and folded, absolutely folded in those last uh, the games two and four. 39 starts for Verlander against the Twins, 282 ERA and 261 and two-thirds in his career. I know it doesn't really mean that's anything, That's but... more than a full season worth of yes, starts for a guy say, like him. That's like he, a Jim Cott season. With a yeah, he throws, he throws 220-240 back in the day. He was a throwback in that sense, and that's still more than that. I mean, goodness gracious, you think about guys who've hit 30 home runs against the Twins in their career. Jim Tomey back in the day and Edwin Encarnacion. Guys have entire seasons against one team. It's bonkers nelson cruz against the white Sox. we like that one that one was fun. yeah i missed that one i missed that one a lot let's yep. see if we can get him cut by the the nationals and uh join the team in uh in houston as uh, somebody's asking pop. who's starting against verlander we think it's we think it's cole sands right i think it's sands i was gonna ask you before we go as well like what if it's sands verlander game two is valdez bundy and game three is archer garcia which of those three do you think the Twins have the best chance to win in this series if they get if they could take one out of the three? Do I have to pick one? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like I, I just don't know. If, I don't know Garcia if Archer because game. desperate times call for desperate measures, and if he gives you five, well, let's say four strong one earned run, four strikeouts, three walks, but he keeps you in it. I think Garcia is the one they're most likely to get to of the three. So then you go Archer for four. Field bar for one, and then in Duran, whatever they face the middle of the order, and you scrape it together, and maybe that's the one you win. So for me, game three is is probably the one if I'm a betting man. Um, I'm not, but if he was going to, uh, I, I think we have a place that could help them with that. Um, but no, uh, game three is me just kind of you know picking a picking a straw. Folks, we got to wait till Thursday, according to Brandon Warren. Brandon, thank you, sir. For, uh... <laughs> for joining and talking and we're getting a lot of comments, which is always great. Yeah. Reese, that was a great moment. Era hitting that Homer off Verlander in 2019. So, so the first, great. the first few homers of Adrianza's career were like Madison Bumgarner, Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander. Like nice. he had the most ridiculous, such a great dude too. Um, did you hear he's, he's actually preparing for a job in the future in a front office. I saw that. Yeah. yeah I read that. Great Rosenthal. dude. Rosenthal best dude. About that. Best dude. Yeah, really like him a lot. And that was a yep. great win. Twins won one, nothing at target field. And that yep. was kind of a part of a, of a special season. Brandon, yep. thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Thank you everybody for joining. And uh, we'll always be here. No matter if the twins win or lose or whatever they do, win, lose or tie, we'll be here. Brandon, thank you. We'll see you soon.